Happy Halloween! Welcome to Behind the Barrels, a podcast for and about the people that make ODOT a great place to work. We're talking to men and women throughout the state from every walk of life to find out what makes them tick, both on and off the block. I'm Mike Lovins. And I'm Caroline Griffith. Now let's take a peek Behind Behind the the Barrels. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this second episode of Behind the Barrels. And we thought that a great idea would be to let you guys get to know us a little bit better. Caroline and I actually know each other uh, fairly well outside of work and in in work here. But um, we're going to just trade off some some questions and have a conversation so you guys get to know us a little bit better as well. So, Caroline, how are you? great today mike how are you feeling i'm great i'm great uh on the day that this goes out happy halloween yay happy halloween everybody so uh, where i wanted to kind of start is you and i are both music lovers yes but besides that we're both bass players the best musical instrument to play i agree imo (laughs) you know what here's the thing about playing the bass is i feel like people either choose to play the bass because they love it or they think it's going to be easy. Or they think it's easier than guitar, or they failed at guitar, and they're yes. like, well, I'll pick up bass. Excuse you. It's not It's not the same. It's it's not. So how long have you been playing bass? I've been playing since about eighth grade. So, gosh, 15 years, 16 years now. A lot, a long time. Um, it doesn't mean I've gotten any better in the past 16 years, <laughs> but I enjoy it. That's great. How about you? Have you? How long have you been playing? Well, ironically, I've been playing since the eighth grade as well. <laughs> Um, but that's a little closer to 30 years oh, gotcha. for me. <laughs> so, so eighth graders, if you're listening to this or you have kids in eighth grade, it's the best time it's to It's a great a time to get started. So I got started because uh, I, I always loved music. My dad was always in bands when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I wanted to go in that direction. I just wasn't sure what yet. And to be honest, my two best friends in middle school, one played guitar and one played drums. Oh, that's fun. So I was like... I'm going to buy a bass and see where this where this goes. And 30 years later, that's still my primary instrument, and that's what I play. That's awesome. So for me, um, I started because I've, I have been playing violin since second grade. And so violin is literally a bass turned on its side. <laughs> right. Literally. Um, so it, it just kind of transitioned. And I've always loved music. My parents pushed all of us, my brother and sister and I, into some sort of musical instrument. We had to pick one. Yeah. Um, so we started, me and my sister started with violin. Um, from there, I went to the little the little xylophone thing okay. in band uh, in seventh grade. And then we had what we called the electronic section in our marching band, which literally we stood on the sidelines and a keyboardist, a guitarist, and me as the bass player played while the whole rest of the band marched and I picked up bass because it's the backbone you hear it in the music and it's just sometimes it's just the driving force and my dad being a metal lover pushed me towards Geddy Lee and uh-huh. things like that so Rush was a, a primary influence in that and I was like oh man I need to learn to be that driving force as I say here and rock back and forth right, right. Mind, by the <laughs> invisible bass but yeah that's so that's what got my love of it started awesome so, so I know you, you, are you still playing with the ODOT band? I know you mm-hmm. were doing that. Yes. Yeah, so kind of after the pandemic happened, ODOT band kind of fell to the wayside okay. um, because not everybody's here every day anymore and we're not 
able to get together. Um, unfortunately, we've had several um, illnesses and deaths in the ODOT band since oh, most of them are retirees. Um, so it's kind of gotten away from us. If there's ever a chance to bring it back, I would love to bring it back and get everybody back together. But if it continues to be how it is and not everybody's in the office all the time, and it's it's just difficult. So Yeah. Do you do you play in any bands outside of, <laughs> of work? No, not like you and Travis. <laughs> My husband Travis for the podcasters that are listening, he also plays in a band and Mike plays an awesome band. Uh, no, we me and Travis do jam a lot. We'll go down to nice. the basement and so we'll play some stuff. Currently our favorites to play are um, some Arctic Monkeys. I've been doing doing some of those bass lines, which they're super groovy, and his band Bone Knife. I've been trying to learn their bass parts a little <laughs> bit just for funsies. Um, but other than that, I just I just play around i don't do any formal anything but tell me more about your band baba choco yeah so thank you thank you i appreciate that yeah um well let me back up just a little bit because i've i've been in since i've started playing i think i've probably been in five or six like true bands that had a group of people that played together for a period of time. Uh, I've done countless like side projects and, and, and stuff like that, but um, I I would say that uh, one of, uh, oh, get this. So one of the bands that I was in, um, we got to open up for Leonard Skinner. Oh, that's baller. <laughs> we were a Southern rock band, uh, kind of in the vein of like Black Crows, yeah. that kind of style. And uh, we got to open up for the, for Leonard Skinner at the, uh, I guess now it's Kemba Live, yeah. but uh, the the old LC. Uh, so so that's one of my claim to fame. That's really cool. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I've gotten to play some, some cool venues. I, I, I've played the Newport a, a few times and knowing that some of like my heroes, Kiss, mm-hmm. Rush, you know, bands like that that have played on that stage. It was very, very cool for me to be able to be on that stage. And I'm like, I'm standing where Gene awesome. Simmons stood. Right. That's so cool. Okay, yeah. So do you have a favorite place that you like to play? Um, so right now and more realistically, uh, my favorite place to play uh, is either um, – Space Bar here in Columbus. Space Bar is awesome. Or right across the street at Ace of Cups. Ace of Cups is really cool too. Yeah. I like both of those venues. Those are awesome. Yeah. Uh, Baba Choco, though, we've also played at um, Dirty Dungarees. It's it's amazing what? to me. There is a venue in town that is a laundromat and music club. So yeah, and it's beside the Space Bar. If you guys aren't familiar, that are listening, and you're into music, and you're into going downtown to check out some live music dirty dungarees is literally a, a, a laundromat and you walk in the front it's a laundromat in the back it's a music venue yeah and it's ridiculous uh and that, that honestly that was a great place <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun gig uh it's it's so uh low tech mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that it just feels like you're playing for for some friends in your basement that's so fun yeah i love those type of venues those are my favorites do you like the stoop that you guys played on too long ago or no you didn't get to, no you didn't get to play the stoop well the stoop is uh, up here on broad street and it is one of my favorite venues to just go to because it's the same it's just very local and it's a community um so okay so i know bob choke is more of like a I guess what would we call them stoner metal. <laughs> I guess something stoner like that. rock, stoner metal. Yeah. Sure. So, what is that? Your favorite type of music to play, or do you like more of the Rush uh, vibes, or do you like something a little bit more heavier? Um, to be honest, I, 
this is the as much as I, I love hard rock and, and metal, mm-hmm. and this band that I'm in now, uh, Baba Choco, is the heaviest band that I've ever been in in all this time that I've played. So this gotcha. is the first time that I've really gotten to kind of get those heavy roots uh, going. But um, so I mean, I've played everything from from like classic rock style music to to like I said, southern rock, blues mm-hmm. rock. Um, but this is by far my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I I love playing the uh, the hard rock, the, the the metal. I'm I'm a child of the of the '80s and and '90s. So uh, you know, bands that I grew up listening to were uh, like were Kiss, Motley Crue, Rush, mm-hmm. Van Halen. You know and and those are still the bands that I kind of cling to now. Yeah. There's a lot of good music, but I keep going back to the classics. Same, I, I feel that like that that for me is my Iron Maiden. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, which we were both at the, the Iron were. Maiden show recently, um, and and that's and the, the bands that I still love to see play. Unfortunately, with the passing of Eddie Van Halen, yeah, they're they're no longer uh, touring. But I've seen them. Eight times, I think. Oh man! Dude. I've seen Kiss eight times. Uh, ironically, the band that I've seen the most uh, is Dream Theater. <gasps> I love Dream Theater. Yeah, so I've They're seen phenomenal. them nine or ten times. They're like a prog metal band. Um, but Rush, I've seen a lot, and I've only seen Iron Maiden twice. But I'm going on record as saying I think that they put on the best sure. show. Absolutely, they, I've seen them five times, and every time it, it Bruce Dickinson never disappoints ever. Like it's the dude's in his sixties and he still sounds amazing. I'm glad to hear that music is a center of your life as it is mine. Oh, very much so, very much so. Um, music and and movies. Yes. Yeah, so I know you also have a movie podcast and uh, outside of work. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So. Um, with, with that, it was just kind of like I was a guest on somebody else's podcast when one of the Star Wars movies came out in the Disney regime, and uh, and and I just loved it, and and I was like, I could do this. So I found a, a buddy of mine that uh, I happened to see that he was putting a bunch of movies out on this app called Letterboxd, okay, and he was giving his top ten list of this and that, and I was like. He's as much into movies as I am. Is that kind of like a Goodreads, but for movies? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, you can track like when you went to the theater and what movies you've so, seen and all this stuff and review neat. them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I, I was like, let's let's grab lunch. I want to have a. I want to see run this by you. And next thing you know, we're uh, I, I'm buying equipment and we're <laughs> we're we're getting set up and and. A little over four years later and over 200 episodes, we are still talking about movies every week. That's awesome. That's super fun. So what, okay, of the year, what has been the best one you've seen and what's been the worst one you've seen? Just this year. Just Oh, just this year? Yeah, just this year. Um, so far, my favorite movie this year is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I need to see that. I've heard very good things. It's it's amazing. Love that movie. Um Especially if 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 you're a comic book fan that's mm-hmm. into like multiverse type stuff, yeah. this ups that game. It, it's just it's Ooh. yeah, it's just it's it's phenomenal. Does it give you kind of Cloud Atlas vibes? Like it's got the story within a story within everything's connected sort of deal, or is it yes, a little different? Kind, like, of, kind of, kind of. Okay. Um, but as far as like the the worst movie I've seen this year, 
Oh, I try not to focus on that too much. <laughs> okay. Um, Which is probably for the best. Enjoy it for what it is. It's yeah. A movie. Um, I, I will say, and this is unfortunate because this is coming out on Halloween, but Halloween Ends was a bit of a disappointment. Oh, no. Um, but if you're... Watching the current Halloween movies, I did like it better than Kills, which was the last uh-huh. one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Which is apropos for the time where uh, we're going to release this. This one coming out on Halloween. So yeah. if you're listening to this, happy Halloween. I also know that you collect records. So back on the music aspect of sure. everything. So you have a huge record collection and you and you and I know I've seen pictures of it and you seem to like do special uh events for your records on, on certain release days and things I, like that. I which will I yeah. Love. yeah. I love, I love. So what started your record collecting stuff and and do you have any that are your favorites or prized possessions? I'll, I'll tell you part of it was that um I just I missed uh, the tangible aspect of of loving music like mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. when i was a kid you know it was more cassettes yeah for, for me but i started listening to, to to records in fact it was my aunt uh who used to babysit me as a as a kid when my mom was working on saturdays and i'd go through her records that's awesome. and that's how i got into rush and aerosmith mm-hmm. uh and kiss those were the three big bands in, in her collection um and so i i kind of missed that that tangible thing and there was kind of a record, uh, a vinyl renaissance, yes, if you will. Yes, there was. Uh, and it kind of started coming back into vogue, and we started having local record stores and stuff. And um, started off by just buying, just trying to find the records that I used to have as a kid or records that I maybe had on, on tape, but now I want it on, mm-hmm. on vinyl. Um, and it it's gone into where, like, I'm buying new releases on, on vinyl now. Uh-huh. And... Um, <laughs> Buying a, 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 I don't want, I don't want to say top of the line turntable, but a more expensive turntable than I would have had as a kid. Understood. Yeah. Uh, it's important. It's an important piece to have. It, it is. It, it. it. Yeah. It is the heart of the collection. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I am at just over a thousand records now. Oh my now. goodness. Yeah. How do you keep them all? Where do you keep them all? Um, in my living room. Okay. Uh, thank you, IKEA. <laughs> their shelves are amazing for that. They are. Um, but I, I also I use an app called Discogs, and I I catalog all of my records um, so I can keep track of them, and it also um, estimates your the value of your records. Very cool. Uh, and if you don't know what you want to listen to, you can just shake it, and it'll randomly select a record in your collection to listen to. That's so cute. Um, so so yeah, I, I I do love love my records. Um, what's your format of choice for ah, your music? So we also have a, a record collection. Nowhere near a thousand. I think we might have two hundred, maybe. You gotta start somewhere. No, we gotta start somewhere, right? Right. So we have a baby record collection. Um, I have. I, I will never get out of CDs ever. Like uh, their cars nowadays are starting to not have CD yep. players, and so I know my next vehicle will most likely not have a CD player, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, Spotify's also been kind of fun, but I tell you what, nothing trumps live music. Nothing. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what. Like uh, recently, we so like we were talking about earlier, we went to, both went to the Iron Maiden show. Uh, my other favorite band, Sabaton, was also playing the same weekend. And I, if I could go to a concert every night, I absolutely would be there, hands down. But yes, probably CD. I, I know I've got every Iron Maiden album and every Sabaton album on 
CD, and a few of them on vinyl, but not every one of them. So the probably, yeah, CD, because, you know, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at with it. It's, you know, it, it, it's old school now. Right, right, totally. <laughs> totally. It's, going to be the, it's going to be the new record. There yeah. will be a resurgence and a renaissance of the CD and the hit clips. You remember the hit clips, the little things that played 30 seconds of oh, music? Gosh. and like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a resurgence of that, too. I feel it in my soul. But, okay, so who... Who? Okay, you gotta pick one. Favorite band of all time. Favorite band of all time is kind of a tie because it would always back go back and forth between Kiss and Van Halen. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, so I figured you were gonna say I was like it's one of those two. I yeah, it, it is. I I wouldn't be who I am without Kiss and Van. Halen. I understood. No, I feel that <laughs> same with Iron Maiden. I remember like the first time I ever heard the first Iron Maiden song, and because my dad, you know, metalhead, mom is super like in the more poppy side of stuff, but dad has always been like baby's first metal here is you know the black album from metallica right so <laughs> so which they've made a lullaby version of that i don't know if you've ever heard heard it but no. it's hilarious oh good lord okay well, i'm gonna have to go find that after this but uh i remember sitting in my room in like junior high and mtv was on and it was a commercial for maybe headbangers ball and it was uh, Run to the Hills with the cat, the mm. animated cat on it. And I remember hearing that song for the first time and thinking, what is this? I need this in my life. And that is how beca- I became the uh, power metal goddess I am today. Uh- <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, no, so yeah, I remember. It was great. So you go to conventions and I stuff do. like that, don't you? I do, indeed. So many. So we try to do a three-year um, there's two here in Columbus. There's Matsuri Con and Ohio Con. Matsuri Con's in August. Ohio Con's in January. And then there's one in Pittsburgh called uh, Tekusha Con, uh, and it's usually around July-ish time frame. Um, and so I will get dressed up in favorite either anime characters, cartoon characters, sometimes movie characters, sometimes, like Eddie, I'll be a music character. Uh, it just depends on what I'm really feeling. I usually try to make all my own costumes. I like to sew um, and do that do all that um the props are a little harder so i usually do store bought props uh because i'm not really good at warbler or any of that other uh-huh. stuff i have it but i'm not super good at it um but i i enjoy it and i love seeing everybody else dressed up and and it's kind of like a a reunion with people you don't even know whenever you see someone who's dressed up as a character from your series and you're like oh my gosh you're so and so and you can make instant friends that way yeah I, I i tell you i've um so my big fandom is Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and I've I've been to Star Wars Celebration twice. I was going to ask if you've been to Celebration. Yeah. yeah. So I went in uh, 2019 to Chicago um, and then just this past April in Anaheim. And That's cool. It, it it was. I got to see the first uh, the first two episodes of the new Obi Wan series that was coming out. Oh, very cool. Uh, they they played that like on the big screen and like seeing something like that in a room of a thousand people. You know, it's just amazing. I literally and, have chills because I love that feeling. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's an exciting it, feeling. I I'm I'm pretty active on on Twitter with Star Wars fandom, hmm. and I've become online friends with a lot of people yeah and i finally got to meet a bunch of them in person at celebration and it was just like it was like a reunion even though we'd never met in person right you know what i mean each other because you've had that community online yeah and so uh that only strengthens it you know and then um so yeah i i I, i'm not a 
I'm a cosplayer. I, I don't do the dress up, <laughs> but I have mad respect for the people who do because some of the stuff I've seen people walking around with yeah. just pounds and pounds of Stuff. costuming yeah. on, on them. And uh, I carry enough pounds and pounds on me, so I don't need to <laughs> add to it. But <laughs> I understand. No, so, like, I get it. Like, some of those big costumes, I love, I love. One of my bigger ones I'm trying to plan right now is the sandworm from Dune. Oh, wow. I, I want to make it. I want to make it like one of those um, Chinese dragon style characters so like it's got the the hoops and there's like several people underneath of it and i did see it at one of the big conventions recently and i was like that's exactly what i had planned so uh, we'll see we'll see what actually happens with that shouldn't be too hard to make just hula hoops and tarp but (laughs) but i want to do that okay uh so you went to celebration past couple years are you going to go again this coming year or are they even having it this year so the next one is in april of 23 okay in london are you going to go? No. Oh, sad face. Yeah, sad face. <laughs> um, no, I just can't make that work. That's that's a big trip. I I would love to get over there in general. Yes, that'd be amazing someday. But uh, that's just that's just too soon. So do you, uh, I understood? Well, as in travel, as speaking of travel in general, do you like to travel, or where have you traveled to? I I do. Um, I I do like to travel. Uh, my favorite area is west Mm -hmm. so i love going out to california out to arizona um did a a a cruise uh a mexican cruise got to go to cabo san lucas one of my heroes is sammy hagar so i got to go to uh, the cabo wabo cantina Um, so, That's yes, awesome. I, I do love to travel as often as I can. Samesies. I love out west, too. We went to Utah a couple years ago. I was on a hiking trip. And I swear to goodness, we fell in love with that area. It was a sibling trip. Uh, and, and my husband went with us. And I swear to God, it was just unbelievable how beautiful it is out yeah. west. I yeah. love it. That's my retirement destination. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do you want a motorbike across the country like that? Or okay. speaking of your motor, you yeah. Got you so motorbike. yeah. So uh, <laughs> what Caroline's alluding to is uh, this year I got into motorcycling, and it, it, it I can't believe how much I love it. Like I just thought yeah. it was something that my dad did, and I was like, well, I followed in his footsteps with with being in a band. Uh, let me go ahead and, and and hop on a motorcycle now and see. And I love it. Absolutely That's love awesome. it. Um, so I, I, I've the furthest I've gone so far is about 65 miles in one day. So that's really just kind of all around town. That's a lot to ride in one day, though, on a on a open space machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it. I, I took to the highway a little bit quicker than I thought I would. Um, So that's opened up uh, where where I can go. Um, But uh, we're hoping to do a a Hocking Hills trip next year. So that'll be be next year. Um, And uh, I should be more comfortable comfortable and a little more confident. Uh, The first time I think you know, maybe get a, a cabin so we're not having to yeah, yes. pack a tent. But then, you know, maybe someday do the throw a tent 
strapped to the back yeah. of the bike and, and just, just see, where, see where you wind up. Well, they got that brand new, um, gosh, that new lodge down there now, too, that they literally just opened. It looks really pretty, so maybe that could be a first destination to be like, to, to glamp it <laughs> for a minute. And of course... I'll be making as many stops at Ohio rest areas as I can. Because they're beautiful and they are awesome and That's amazing. Right. And literally, literally the only good place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> ODOT has done that right. Um, yeah, how about you? Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Oh, good Lord. No, they're really cool. Uh, just, no, maybe not for me now. However, I do I do have my pilot's license, so I will go up in a plane anytime you want me to. But put me on the road one of those, I'll probably <laughs> Okay, now that that is something I did not know. Oh, well, ta-da. <laughs> yes, so I do have my pilot's license. I got it in 2015 on a scholarship um, back in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, and I've, I haven't been up in a couple years just due to pandemic stuff and the prices of, of flying has gone crazy high. Oh, I'm sure. It, I remember when I first started, it was around 130 an hour or something, and that was plane rental, fuel, and, and instructor. Now it can be upwards of 2 220 250 an hour. Wow. And it's, yeah, per hour. And you need a certain amount of hours to say current each year and, and everything like that. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I want to get back up at some point soon. It's a lot of fun, and it's very freeing. I can imagine motorcycle riding is very freeing in the same same sort of way, but yeah. you're just up there, and you're like, oh, this is great. I, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, but what really amazes me is that you are also an award-winning bodybuilder. <laughs> So okay, so that's that that's a lot of fun. So yes, I, I do love working out. I love doing bodybuilding. Um, I started that uh, actually during the pandemic, uh, whenever the Oreos were getting too much for me from being <laughs> home, and I was like, oh, you know what, we can't be having that. <laughs> um, and I and I had kind of wanted to start it beforehand. About two years prior to that, I had done uh, gosh powerlifting. So I've been doing powerlifting for a couple just, of years. Just powerlifting. Just powerlifting. It's fun. It's fun. No big deal. Uh, and I could, I, I got up to where I could do almost my uh, my body weight and a half was so it was around. I could, I could pull two fifty on deadlifts and stuff like that, which for my size at the time was very low for what other women were pulling in my weight class, okay. which is crazy to think that. Yeah. Um, and I love powerlifting. It was a lot of fun, but it. It's one of those sports where if you don't do it properly and you don't do it enough and you don't train in a certain way, you're going to get hurt. Uh, I didn't get hurt because I was like, I don't care to get as strong as those other ladies who are magnificent um, for what they do. Um, but I just didn't, that wasn't really the path I wanted to do. And I really wanted to focus something more on um, just uh, the way my body felt and the way my body looked a little bit more than the way, and, and so, and but also focus on what it could do uh-huh. for me. And so, uh, I had a trainer at the time at LA Fitness who was like, "What well, we're going to, tra- we're going to, we're going to make you into a bodybuilder." And he kind of said it jokingly, and I was like, "Well, that could be fun." Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> so challenge accepted. <laughs> which is how powerlifting started too. Was the funny thing we were uh, uh, Travis and I were at the Arnold and we were watching just the powerlifters, the female powerlifters. Travis looks over at me and he goes bet you could do that and I go bet I could and literally just started doing it because I was like why not new challenge I like new challenges especially when it's something that's not detrimental to my health in some way (laughs) significantly anyway um so I've done I started doing bodybuilding I started in the bikini class 
and have now moved up to the wellness class and there's like five or six different classes and it's all based on height instead of weight um, and you go and you put on the fancy little sparkly outfits and you do your little turn on the catwalk and you do your little <laughs> poses and your waves and, and then you uh, go to the quarter and they say all right who has the best muscles here uh, so uh, yeah I've won uh, I've not won first in anything yet but I've got I'm, I'm only a baby as far as is, is the training is concerned um, most of these ladies who have been men who have been doing it have been doing it for years and I've only been doing it for about a year and a half to two years so I've got my last competition coming up November 12th in Indianapolis for the year um, and God it's so much fun just and you get to see some of the same people over and over which is also kind of fun like going to conventions and meeting new friends yeah do the same thing that these bodybuilding events which is which is a lot of fun but um, well speaking of fun yeah you are fun. Oh, thanks. So are you. And I'm I'm glad to be doing this uh, this show with you. So thank you. Yes, thank you. This is super fun. Um, why don't you tell tell everybody which department you work in? So if they if they need to come a call in, they can find. Okay, it. if you need to come find me, I work on the second floor of the uh, main ODOT Central Office building, over in uh, the safety department, which is part of the transportation and economic development under planning. Um, so I'm under Michelle May and Britt Bogard. So many of you know Michelle May. So if you if you ever need to find me, find her, and and I'm not too far behind. <laughs> And you want to give them a little bit about you too. I mean, they probably already know, but yeah. But if if you don't, uh, yeah, I am in the communications department uh, here at Central Office, second floor, right outside of the executive suite. So uh, not too hard to find us there. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on your chosen podcast platform and never miss who we talk to next. Do you want to tell us your story on a future episode? Do you have questions, comments, or want to request a transcript of this episode? Email us at podcast at dot.ohio.gov.